Good evening, Creepsters. Tonight's episode is episode 24. The name of this episode, I'm so excited for this one, it's called Interpreting Dreams with Lady T. Lady T is an author, dream interpreter, and speaker who is passionate about helping people wake up and tap into their mental and spiritual power. She's been called the bridge between spirit and science, has been an invited guest on Oprah, received the Woman of the Year Award, and has spoken to thousands of audiences across the country for 19 years. You can find her on her website at heavenandearthconnect.com. To book a dream interpretation session or listen to her podcast called I Believe in Jesus, but where there she answers questions for millennials who are fed up with traditional religion. Today, she's here to talk about why dreams are so important. I'm so excited, Creepsters, to have this interview with her. So with further ado, welcome Lady T. So Lady T, tell us a little backstory about how you became a dream interpreter. Yes. So, you know, like everyone else, I naturally had my talent but didn't recognize it. I'm sure you have the same experience, right? Mm -hmm. Later on in life, you go, oh, that's called a natural ability, a talent, a gift. And so... uh, so that was the case for me my entire life. I just randomly, periodically, here and there, just interpreted people's dreams, people at the grocery store, wow. my mother-in-law, a friend, and I never thought twice about it. And uh, except for this one experience I had where, again, someone cried after I interpreted their dream, and I thought, oh, that's really profound. It has a profound effect on people. Yeah. And maybe there is something to that. And um, I decided to claim myself as a dream interpreter and decided I would commit myself to learning more so that I could help people because it has a profound effect. When people understand what their subconscious mind is saying to them and the message that's coming across, it shifts them, it helps them, it guides them. And, um, and so I decided to, to go forth and, and just do this wholeheartedly and be more committed to it. Wow, and there's so much meaning uh, in dreams. What is sleep paralysis? <laughs> sleep paralysis is um, a natural thing that happens to most people, mm-hmm. some people more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, we all, every last one of us, we when we fall asleep, our bodies become paralyzed. Yeah. Um, if it did not, we would we would act out our dreams. But your your eyes and your chest muscles are still um, able to function normally because you have to be able to breathe, to breathe, right? Uh-huh. And so when you find yourself um, waking up out of sleep or startled out of sleep, and yet your body is still paralyzed, mm-hmm. you will experience what we call sleep paralysis, where you can't move. And in many cases, people say their eyes are open and they can see and they're looking around the room and it's really, really scary. You're trapped inside of your body. Um, and so that's what sleep paralysis is, technically. And what's your take on it? It's for being <laughs> a dream interpreter, because I'm sure it's kind of different than the technical 
a definition, right? Right, right. So, you, you know, we have the, the understanding of what happens to the brain. Yeah. But I also talk to people who have had the experience of, um, you know, the sleep paralysis, but when their eyes are open or even if their eyes are still closed, they have this spiritual thing that takes place where they say they see beings in the room or they have been abducted by aliens or they have um, their demons that come in and have sex with them. Um, so a lot of people, you know, talk about having sex um, oh, yeah. during and when they're asleep and in their sleep. So, you know, we know about the uh, the incubus and the succubus. Yeah. And, um, you know, those stories have existed since the beginning of time. I mean, there are stories, you know, the earliest story of an incubus and a succubus um, comes from the rabbinic text, uh, the Jewish stories, where yeah. they talk about Lilith. Yeah. So Lilith was, and this is the thing that's so interesting in India, because a lot of Christians don't even realize this, right? Yeah. Uh, before there was an Eve, Adam was, God gave Adam Lilith. And Lilith um, decided that she would not submit to Adam, and she didn't submit to Adam um, sexually. She wanted to be on top, and they and Adam was not having that, and they would, you know, kind of fuss about that. And Lilith, Lilith decided that she was going to leave, and she flew away. And as she flew away, she cursed um, God and left Adam. And so that speaks to her, you know, being this independent um, entity or this demon. Or, uh, you know, even some Christians today talk about having a Jezebel spirit. Uh, But anyway, Lilith is um, the first demon, female demon. Mm -hmm. And so she left Adam. um, She went and she connected with um, another demon, Samuel. Mm -hmm. And so they were the original incubus and succubus. Or she was the succubus. So she was known for... Um, having sex with men, stealing their sperm, yeah. and taking their sperm and giving it to Samuel, who was the incubus. Wow. And so she was, you know, would, would give the sperm to incub to Samuel, uh-huh. who would then go and he would alter the sperm before he would go and have sex with a female mortal uh-huh. and impregnate her. And then that's the way that they were able to spawn babies. I yeah, isn't it amazing? I had no idea that they were basically basically collaborating and plotting. Right, right. The bon- right, the Bonnie and Clyde of the demon world. Yeah, I right, thought they yeah, were completely she- separate, and he was, she was like the female version of him, and vice versa, and they just did their own thing. I didn't know that they were in cahoots with each other. Right <laughs> against the against all of humanity, but I mean that's one of the stories. Every culture um, has a, a legend or you know folk tale of what happens when we are sleep paralyzed, and you know they have stories of demons. I mean even in Japan, um, they have the story of the kanashabari, which means metal and bind. Kana means metal. And Shibari is bind. So the spirits, the metal spirits that would bind and choke humans in their sleep. Um, Brazil have stories. Um, China, Spain, all have stories of these shapeless, ghostly creatures. I mean, today we have stories, you know, alien abductions. They come and get you in the middle of the night and have sex with you and, you know, take you off to their spaceship and pull out semen and implant implant 
um, eggs. So, you know, we even have stories of that. Yeah. So uh-huh. is, is this like the same thing with how people, it, there's been cases where people feel like they've had sex with ghosts while they were asleep. Is right, that like the right. Same so, thing? Exactly, exactly. So we all have stories. Again, every culture has a story. Yeah. Um, so, you know, at one point it was witches. It depends on our, what's going on in history at that time. During the medieval times, people were talking about having sex with ghosts and, and witches. And now we've we a little more sophisticated, so we have go we have sex with aliens yeah. more so than with. The- <laughs> um, so yeah, every culture has their version of it, and it also depends on a person's belief, mm-hmm. you know, their belief as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Greek mythology, they talk about the sirens, and these were these beautiful women who had the body of a of a bird, yeah. mm-hmm. so she had a beautiful face. You're familiar with the siren? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. So uh, they have these beautiful voices. Mm-hmm. And they, like, lure the men off ashore. And, exactly. and sirens are sometimes, there's sometimes birds I would read, and then sometimes they were the mermaid. It was like. Right. Exactly. Or, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's the case. The stories changed over the years. Yeah. Uh, because initially she started off as the, having the head of a woman and the body of a bird. And then, you know, decades later, you read the stories and she has the the body of a woman and the head of a bird. It just switches over. And then, you know, in some cases, in certain cultures, she's the mermaid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the stories change as people change. Um, but it's just, it's, I mean, it's a mysterious thing. The thing that always remains the same in the stories is, it's always a beautiful woman, and the man cannot resist her. Yeah, really, we get the blame for everything, right? We do, and, and there's not <laughs> enough talk about incubus. It's always the succubus, also. I feel like. right. Like we never really hear about him. It's always succubus. Also, I wanted to ask, like the whole thing with like having a wet dream, that kind of popped up in my head. <laughs> as you were talking right. about the whole the the correlations between all of this like coming full circle is like what is having a wet dream is that exactly exactly <laughs> and so way. so that's the, <laughs> so that's the belief that you know at the time back in the day when they didn't understand um wet dreams or what is it called nocturnal emissions mm-hmm. is that the right word Right. Uh, they, I have to know the technical word of it, the, the scientific word of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, because they didn't understand that, you know, they blamed it on, um, you know, a woman coming in and seducing a man. Um, and, of course, she's so beautiful, he can't resist. Yeah. And she, you know, traps them. <laughs> that's so interesting. But it, it, it has. It's been something that's been going on forever and no one really talks about exactly it. and i i feel like everyone at some point in their life has had a wet dream oh my gosh i used to have them all the time but yeah. i'm i mean it wasn't with a demon it was some great dreams yeah, it was some it great was... men i don't know where these men came from so it's like <laughs> were they ghosts and was it real like was it really ha- you, you don't know like you really don't know if it was happening but i feel like everyone at some point in their life especially 
when we were going through puberty. That was yeah. the thing everyone had wet dreams. And I wonder <laughs> if we were being visited by incubus and succubus and didn't well, and had no idea. So that's that's really cool. Right. And 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 you know, it's it's based on the person and where they are in life. Okay. Yeah. So I you know, for me I had a more when I was married, and I'm 28 years married now. But it's like I had one just a few nights ago. Wow. And I wake up, and there's my husband over there snoring and drooling. But I just had a great dream. I don't, <laughs> if it, was, I don't, it don't even matter if it was a dream or if it happened. I don't even care. It was good. <laughs> and yet that's so, it's so cool. It just makes you wonder, like, where your mind goes. Because you don't even necessarily have to be thinking about that you know before you go to sleep right. it really just it happens so exactly I feel like it has exactly to be some, some truth to that somewhere out in the universe <laughs> yeah and, and i think that it is just because i think okay so let me say this i understand the science of the mind mm -hmm. and the fact that when we are asleep and we are paralyzed and that part of your brain that neurological area of your brain where fear is stored is also more open than the other parts of your brain. That's the part that makes you feel like there's someone in the room, there's demons in here, I heard a noise. All of that is going on. Yeah. And so part of it is, it is just biology. But I also recognize the fact that there are people on this earth who have, who deal with demons for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, but they, we know that there are other entities mm -hmm. on this planet, on mm -hmm. this planet, and there are people who are battling with them or interacting with them, who choose to interact with them. Um, you know, we're all different. And so science can't explain that, and they never will try to explain it, yeah. um, but it exists. Uh, well, I'll put it this way. Our technology can't explain it. If you think our technology can't capture it, then science doesn't believe it. Yeah. And if we don't have the technology right now to capture it, then it won't be documented as true. But we've had people, like you said, since the beginning of time, who talked about it, who documented it. Um, who, you know, it's in our religious text as well. And so there is some truth to it. Like, for instance, recently, within the last couple of decades, and I've, I've had friends that have had this happen to them um, with seeing the shadow man, the hat, the, um, the hat man. The hat man, yeah. yeah. I mean, so many... If, because I used to go on Reddit a lot, and I would read so many stories of people having that. And then the other one, the most recent one with younger kids is that Splendor Man. And, um, mm. yeah, it's like, it, it actually came, it's really creepy. It's a character that was from this video game, and, and it, it's it's a huge thing. It's just like Shadow Man. And, and it was another oh, okay. one. Yeah, I think oh, I guess was... I'll be getting those. Yep. I, I guess I'll be getting those from um, from people who call me with their dream and dreams that they want me to interpret it because I've been getting more and more shadow man dreams. Wow. Um, more of those are coming to me. So I guess at some point when the generation gets a little bit older, I'll be hearing about the the other version. <laughs> and, and with the shadow man and a hat man, it, I from what I've researched, it's a lot of people that see them in their dreams or and we'll be talking mm. about night terrors they see them in their dreams or they'll wake up 
and they'll see them but can't move. Or mm-hmm. they'll see, like my one friend said, he saw the hat man and he was walking outside late at night. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We grow and we evolve in our superstition, in our stories, and we as humans have the ability to create. Yeah. And so if enough of us believe, we that may be what we are all experiencing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We manifest it. We create it. That's 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 crazy how the beings... and and then there are beings and entities that exist. We don't even have to worry about creating them. They've been you know they hide from us. They you know don't interact with us unless we call them into our existence. Yeah. And so if enough people, this is the thing that's amazing to me right now. All the chaos that we have going on, mm-hmm. you know, this last 2020 was just amazing chaos throughout the entire year. And at the same time, India, I'm looking at how now we have millions of people because of social media who are now practicing witchcraft. Um, They don't know what they're doing. They Mm -hmm. haven't been initiated. They don't have all, they don't know all the rules. Mm -hmm. And I I just, last year I was just like, now how many people then conjured up something and pulled something out? <laughs> didn't know what they pulled out because they were practicing and didn't because and they were no. playing around with something they saw on Facebook or they saw on Instagram and, and they pulled so, things so into around. It's so accessible with, uh, with, like you were saying, like you were saying, like a lot of people are learning and they're mm-hmm. they're looking at these tutorials basically on like how to do bath spills and and different types right. of spills, not know. Right what the intentions are and i i do i think it's it's dangerous and also i feel like in the past five years that the people have been getting more um connected with their spiritual sides it's almost like the veil Mm -hmm. has been thinning between worlds you know and i feel like a lot of people are just educating themselves more about everything and and we do the internet has become this tool where we can research things on our own and we don't have to worry about when a book is pub- published to see something right. we can go and, and learn and and make and people have just been able to be more crafty and you brought up a good point about 2020 have have you noticed a difference or a shift and your clients from uh, 2019 to 2020, and what are some cases that you noticed, if you could speak on them or generalize yeah. them, where you're like, oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. Amazing, what? amazing how during 2020, uh, the people who study dreams yeah. found out that we were all, that we had more dreams about something chasing us. The people were reporting that. Wow. And in particular, uh, some kind of thing that they couldn't quite spot was chasing them or a bug was chasing them or an animal that they couldn't quite see was chasing them. And we know that we were all being chased by this virus bug (laughs) this last year, uh, literally around the world. So the collective consciousness of humanity um, was showing in our dreams on an individual basis. Wow. And it's really fascinating. So it goes back to what we're saying. You know, we have this collective awareness now of more spiritual things and spiritual activity, and we're able to tap into it 
uh, without, and it's a great thing, this whole internet that gives us access to information like never before, but it's also very, it's very dangerous because yeah. there is a spirit world and people who don't have knowledge are tapping into it. Uh, to go back for a second, I have a, a friend who says she and her girlfriends when they were younger sat around with a Ouija board. They said it was fun. It was a game. They saw a show and that's what they did and they sat down with they it. Would so, and, they sold on that, um, so, remember Toys R Us? I had one. I had a pink one. <laughs> they do. Yeah. yeah. She said they were sitting around with it and one of her girlfriends, when they spelled out, it was spelling out a word. She said, I can't even remember what it was anymore. I don't remember the question. I remember nothing except my girlfriend started choking and what? she was leaning back in her seat. She, you know, she started choking and gasping and her chair never fell back. She said that was really odd in itself, oh. but whatever it was, was literally pushing her back and choking her at the same time. Wow. And then they all screamed some word they had to scream. She said she and her other two girlfriends screamed the word and it just went away. But she said, we shut that down. We never opened it again. And so my question wow. to that is, where did that spirit go? You just called yeah. it, conjured that spirit up, yep. and where did it go? Because they, see, that's the thing with those Ouija boards. I think they are so dangerous, and I can't believe that they allow, they they labeled it as a, a toy back when I was growing right. up. And I was into, like, watching the movie The Craft and, you know, a kid from the 90s. And and some of the movies, they would say, like, hey, if you play with this, you're supposed to close it. Like, you're supposed to say goodbye and, and be mm. done with it. But not everyone knew how to do that. And I think we played with it, like, at, at a slumber party that I had. My grandparents let me pick it out at a toy store. But people don't know so where did that spirit right. go if it if it wasn't closed properly right right so yeah so to me that's what's going on right now and yeah. uh, i'm looking around seeing all this craziness that's happening mm -hmm. uh, but it shows the power that we have um, as humans that we can pull things from the spirit world into our world and we can access the spirit world and so dreams are really powerful for giving you that ac that access um, in, with your birthright, yeah. you know, as opposed to, um, you know, conjuring things and pulling things that you don't know, you don't know what you're pulling. Yeah. What does our, our spirit do when we sleep and where does it go? <laughs> uh, there's a great line and I'm trying to think of who is by that says the, the soul does what the soul loves to do when you sleep. And what does the soul love to do? It loves to be free, right? It loves to be free. So when we sleep, um, the, the premise is our soul is now able to be released from the confines of this small material body and be free. And so it has the ability to travel mm -hmm. and to go and see things. And this is the reason why you can wake up from a dream and you can know something. Mm -hmm. um, that's the beauty of sleeping. That's the beauty of dreaming um, and being able to tap into the power of your dream. Mm -hmm. You can ask your soul. You can ask your spirit guides. You can ask a spirit. You can ask God himself, herself, mm -hmm. um, you know, for an answer to a problem that you're having. Mm -hmm. And then go to sleep and watch your dreams for the answer because your soul can go out and get that answer for you. Wow. Yeah. 
your soul, your subconscious mind is another aspect of in the dream world uh-huh. and that you have the, your subconscious mind is the part of you that keeps you alive. Mm-hmm. It makes sure that your heart is beating and your and it is breathing and it, it keeps control of the homeostatic stasis in your body. I said it right. Uh, but it makes sure that everything is regulated because its, it's purpose is to keep you alive. Yeah. Right? And so your soul knows, your subconscious mind knows things that your conscious mind does not know. Wow. The conscious mind is very limited in the information that it can access because we're taking in so much information every single minute. Yeah. And so, and, and your brain cannot contain all of that, but it goes in anyway. So mm-hmm. your subconscious mind has the ability to, to give that information back to you at night. And so that's the, the power of sleeping is that you can get the answers that you need. You can tell your subconscious what you need it to do. I need you to heal this part of my body, or I don't even know if I need healing. Take care of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and has that take, taken care of which the power of sleep is that you your body is healing itself that's the reason why we sleep so that yeah. we can our bodies can repair organs can rejuvenate we can heal um, so yeah we are very limited um, in these physical bodies but we have access to knowledge and information spirit guides our subconscious and angels um, that can give this limited body with this limited knowledge what it needs so that we can move forward and so to me sleeping is like a superpower dreaming is a superpower yeah we you know it's, like it's a super, superpower it's supernatural that that makes so much sense and it's i've heard a saying before that our spirit never sleeps right uh but our right never but that sleep. makes sense what you're saying so our our bodies here on earth it, they need to be recharged but our actual spirits right. never sleep. Wow, that's deep. Exactly, exactly. It never sleeps. Um, and so one of the, the scriptures, if, you, you know, if you're into the scriptures, says uh, God never sleeps nor slumbers. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's really interesting when you think about our soul, our spirit. It never sleeps nor slumbers and has access to infinite amount of information, even while we are awake. That really makes you think like we we are supernatural and people we truly don't, are. It, they don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Supernatural and have the, the ability to tap in at any any moment. You don't have to be psychic, although we all are. And that's the thing. You know, we have this ability and this is what makes us all psychic. This is what makes us all able to astro travel. This is what makes us all able to um to tap in and um, you know go to the Kashuk records or get information from here that we can all do it mm-hmm. but you know we don't believe or you know some of us are more gifted at it naturally than others mm-hmm. some of us are too overwhelmed by this physical body and the mm-hmm. things of this world yeah. you know we're too busy trying to pay the freaking bills we have trauma to overcome yeah. <laughs> and so we don't know how to do and we haven't been taught and we don't know how to do it. Uh, and yet we still have the ability to do it. And that's the power of meditation yeah. is that it allows us to slow down and pick up information that our logical brain cannot pick up. And sleeping allows us to do that even faster. Wow. 
I've always wondered, you know, when you wake up from a dream or a nightmare, you remember in that second what the dream or nightmare was about. But give it five, ten minutes. If you don't write it down, you forget it. Why is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually within four minutes, they tell us that we forget 90% of the the dream in just a matter of, you know, seconds. And and Um, you're so sure of yourself. You're like, no, I'll remember. I'll remember that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I'll remember that. Can't forget that. Um, and yeah, so when you're dreaming, um, the dream is, it doesn't download to the long-term memory stage wow. or, or phase of our brain. And that's the reason why it's so easy to forget. Um, it's almost like smoke, you know, it's like it's yeah. there and I see the smoke and I'll remember that I saw smoke, but yeah. smoke just slowly dissipates, especially yeah. if we wake up. So I always tell people, if you want to remember your dreams, the best way to do that is, first of all, to lie still. When you wake up, lie still. Don't turn over. Don't let yourself, you know, uh, move around too much. Lie still until it comes to you. Mm-hmm. And then you should have pen and paper there and available or whatever you use, your cell phone, mm-hmm. uh, if you record it, whatever you use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to record that dream as much of it as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, get it down and get it out. Don't worry about, and, and that's the other thing, don't analyze the dream. Mm-hmm. Don't try to put a story on it. Mm-hmm. Don't tell yourself extra stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Just write it down as it, as it came to you. Don't say, I, I, I was angry. I must have been angry because the next thing I did was I slammed my hand on the table. Yeah. Don't, don't put emotions in it. Mm-hmm. You may have slammed your hand on the table without anger. So don't assume you did it because you were angry. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to overanalyze it. You don't want to put your conscious mind on it yet. First, you want to get it out on the paper or in your notes, mm-hmm. um, on your phone, whatever you use. And then you can go back later on after you finish, after you've gotten it out. And then you can analyze it. And when you analyze it, you're going to look at the symbols behind it. Um, I always tell people, don't Google your dreams because the symbols, <laughs> the symbols are for you. It's your subconscious mind talking to you about you. And when you Google, what does this mean? That what Google has written uh, that this symbol means may not mean that for you. So um, here's a perfect example, India. Uh, one woman called me about a dream she needed interpreted. And um, mm-hmm. she was saying that she just fell back into the water and she just floated away. And she said, and I Googled that and it kept coming out with anxious and anxieties and overwhelmed and over emotions. Mm-hmm. And I said, does that mean that to you though? Because based on the dream she was telling me, I was not picking that up at all. She wow. said, well, kind of, a little bit. I said, what does water mean to you? She said, well, for me, water is my safe place. She said, I love swimming. I grew up swimming. Yeah. I said, and so that's a perfect example. Water is your safe place. And when that dream showed you falling back into the water, were you panicking? Were you overwhelmed? She said, no. Okay, so don't use some other yeah. um, interpretation for something that was talking to you about you. What a dream was telling you to pull back and go to your safe place, your safe space. Go back into your emotions without all the anxiety and the angst. She said, yeah, because actually, now that I think about it, the situation, it doesn't really bother me. 
she said, so when this Google kept telling me it's about anxiety, I was like, ah, I'm not feeling that. But that's what Google said. <laughs> Good evening, Creepsters. Thank you for tuning in to episode 24, Dream Interpreting with Lady T. This episode was long, so I made a two-part. Catch us on the next episode, episode 25. Thanks, guys. Have a nice night. Please send all listener stories to info at bdumpodcast.com.